Blog Talk Radio. Excuse me, uh, yes sir, I understand, but do you actually have the word yes in your vocabulary? I guess it started when I was a kid. If you said I couldn't do it, I did. Always had a stubborn streak. Put a wall in front of me, and I'll find a way to get around it. There was a friend who said I'd never make the team. A lot of small town talk said I'd never leave. Oh, and you know who you are. You all play the part in pushing me on to my dream. told me no Pack it up and get back home It kept me going Knowing I would prove them wrong Yeah, I knew it all along Without a might have given up a long time ago And so I want to thank everyone Who ever told me Behind the desk He said, sorry what you got I just don't get Oh, but here I am today Standing on this stage And I wonder even now If he gets it, yeah I want to thank everyone Who ever told me no Pack it up and get back home It gets me going Knowing I would prove them wrong
it's Tuesday night, but this is a special show. This is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, and I do want to thank everyone that told me no because, you know, y'all just, they just made me bigger and better than, than anybody ever thought possible. I'm very grateful for those people that tell me no. They tell me, no, you can't write. No, you can't do this. No, you can't go to college. No, you can't bounty hunt. No, you can't be independent. Well, ladies and gentlemen, guess what? I've done all that and more. So thank all of you who told me no. I appreciate it so much. I'll, the life lessons I learned from that are absolutely beyond believable. And before we start the show tonight, I want to thank each and every one of you, guests and audience alike, because y'all are the ones that keep this show alive. Y'all are the ones that have made this show listened to in over 200 countries, 200,000 strong when you include all the podcasts that we're on now, the, the radio stations we're on now, iTunes, YouTube, Reverb Nation, iHeartRadio, we're on two, two stations there, FM.com, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, SoundCloud, MixCloud, Podcast.com, Podcast Garden, you name it, we're on it. And I am so, so grateful. And before we start tonight's show, I want to say... All of my listening audience, whether you listen tonight or in the archives, please keep the Eastern Seaboard in your thoughts and prayers. They are going to get slammed by a Cat 4 hurricane. Should be hitting Wilmington sometime Thursday night, Friday morning. This thing is a monster. It is very well organized. Thank God must be pissed off at all of us and is trying to teach us a lesson that some of us don't want to learn, but keep all of those folks from the Georgia coast to Virginia in your thoughts and prayers because they are going to be hit hard. Our utility people have left going up there. People from Georgia have left going up there. They need to get there safely to do their job, and they do put themselves in harm's way, so... We got your back, ladies and gentlemen, all of you listeners of mine from that part of the country. I I understand what you're going through. We had to flee last year because we were going to get hit by Cat 4. So we went to Georgia, and the silly thing, Irma decided she was going to go with us. So I, I, I feel your pain, believe me. And with that being said, I want to welcome each of you to the show. And, and there's two ways y'all can get on the show. One, you can come on as a guest. You can talk about your books, your music, your painting, your platform, your politics, your religion, or just chat. I don't care if you have a a, a passion. I don't care. It's what this radio show is about. That's why we call it off the chain. Or if you kind of hesitant about coming on the show because you for whatever reason, or, or shy, or, or don't understand the show, you can become a sponsor for the show. And I don't want to get rich off sponsorships. I'm not going to get rich off sponsorships. That's not the idea. The idea is to give you a, an added platform to get out there, because we are heard in 200 countries. We do have 200,000 listening base. I'm offering you an opportunity of a lifetime to to be heard, to get your work out there, to get your craft out there. Contact me at offthechainradio at yahoo.com. I will tell you how to be a guest, how to be a sponsor. $10 a month. And no matter how many shows I have in that month, I run you ad. If And most of you know my husband is very ill. And if I have to move the show to another time date, 
the ad goes with it. Uh, you don't lose anything. So contact me at offthechainradio at yahoo.com or at my Facebook page, um, and I will tell you how to do what you need to do for both of those things. And with that, I want to welcome Diane Moat, who has been on the show. She's an author. The third book in her Sam Holden series, who is our favorite vigilante, by the way, is out. The title of the book Dog is Dog Bones, and Sam Holden's quest to avenge abused animals is threatened when the FBI comes after her on one side and the commissioner wants her dead on the other side. Will her double life be exposed? Will she be able to protect the animals, her friends, and herself? Check out Dog Bones by Diane Mode everywhere ebooks are sold. And if you haven't started the series yet, ladies and gentlemen, Go on to Amazon, look up Diane Moat, because the first book in the series, Doggone, is free right now. Jay Traveler Pelton has just released two new books. Kai uh, Dante Strategium is the first book, and it goes like this. People are so happy about the destruction of the anti-fertility virus that they want Kai to run for president. Kai Dante for president, indeed. The Overlands are back and are successful in diverting the virus that is destroying the fertility of the populace. But in return, sanctuary is attacked and the family members are scattered to fight radiation sickness alone. Given only a strange point to use, will Kai and her brother Micah figure out the puzzle before they all die? Who in the family will survive to destroy the tyrant running the brotherhood? The second book that she has just put out is called Clan Falcon's War. It is a fantasy set in the future medieval times after the big war. Lucian thought as the youngest son of the manor, his future would be a simple land-owning farmer who raised good horses and went up to the manor to visit the family for holidays. After all, there were seven brothers older than he with much more entitlement to the inheritance. However, through a massacre and magic, his simple acceptance of a quiet life was going to come to a roaring end as he leads up, ends up leading the forces of his clan and the kingdom against an evil greater than any wizard had ever faced, an evil led by his own brothers. Will he, his clan, and Falcon Crest survive the war? And if you like audio books, that's all my husband can, can listen to anymore because he is going blind. There's a place called Audio Bookworm Promotions. It's audiobookwormpromotions.com, and you can go and adopt an audiobook. And the, the owner of this site, her name is Jess, and she says, looking for a listen, adopt, don't shop for your next audiobook favorite. The, the Adopt an Audiobook program has new releases and audiobooks for every genre. All audiobooks are free to interested reviewers, and that is the only catch, ladies and gentlemen. You can get the, the audiobook free if you will give it a review when you're through listening to it. Simply listen and share your thoughts. That's audiobookwormpromotions.com forward slash adopt an audiobook. And with that being said, my guest tonight has been so patient with me. She has been just an absolute dear. I think we've had to reschedule her a couple of times because, like I said, my husband is very ill, and I never know when he's going to have an episode, and when he has an episode, I cannot leave him because he can dial me instantly. But author Miranda Lynn, God love her. She has been such a trooper. I am so (laughs) honored and privileged that she has stuck with me through this. She is a time-traveling paranormal romance author. Her Destiny series takes one on a roller coaster ride through time with sexy Highlanders and sassy female heroines. 
If shifters are your kryptonite, then check out her Black Mountain Pack series, which throws a twist on the traditional shifter lore. Miranda is the mother of two teenage boys who are sure they know it all, and I am sending her many blessings. Go with God, my child. Been there, done that. <laughs> a 75-pound lap dog and a 15-pound foot warmer. Now, it should be the other way around, but I guess the 75-pound dog really believes he only weighs 15 pounds. She is thankful yeah. her husband doesn't mind the extra voices in her head. And she is an only child who grew up on a dairy farm in Illinois, which left her plenty of time to make up stories in her head for entertainment. She currently resides in Tennessee, where she wonders if Mother Nature will ever stop with the hormonal mood swings. Not for many years, my friend. Trust me. She fuels herself with coffee, chocolate, and wine, and not necessarily in that order. Welcome, Miranda. Thank you so much for being so patient with me. Anytime. Thanks for having me. You're quite welcome. Didn't mean to make it fall down funny. No, it's all good. Before we went live, ladies and gentlemen, we were talking about her children. And and, and along with the mood swing, she's decided that she's going back to substitute teaching. The woman's either got more courage than I have or, or or the the hormonal mood swings has completely made her lose her mind. I'm not sure which. And then one of her children <laughs> is learning to drive. Go with God, my friend. Go with God. It just proves I lost my sanity years ago. <laughs> I so understand. Trust me. The 13-year-old little people. My mother used to say she'd be buried until they're 30 and then dug back up because by then they've gotten some common sense. Because just like I said in the intro, the boys are at that age where they're sure they know all the questions. But, honey, they don't even know the answer. So how are they going to know the questions? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will say once they hit sophomore year, everything kind of mellows out. Maturity kind of comes into play. But they still have this chip on their shoulder until they get to be uh, early 20s, from what I've seen. So, yeah. Some of them are late, are late bloomers. My son had a chip on his shoulder until he was almost 40, and his son turned 20. And when his son turned 20, he went, oops. <laughs> oh, yeah. I suppose that happens. But his oldest son, his oldest son, should have gone into arbitration because from the time he was old enough to talk, he used to try to negotiate everything. Oh gosh. Oh yeah, one of those. Uh, my, my oldest is that way. My my oldest will talk my ear off and try to convince me to let him do whatever he wants, and then my youngest won't say two words together. So <laughs> I just want a happy medium, y'all. I just want a happy medium. Yeah, let me know how that works out for you. Yeah, it probably won't. No, That's okay. Not until they're not until they're forty and they come back and they go, Oh, mom, you know, you weren't so stupid after <laughs> Right. Yeah. For girls especially, I mean, for me it was probably about twenty five when I had my first uh-huh. kid, then I was like, Oh gosh, mom, I am so sorry. You know, you really <laughs> were right. And it's gotten worse as my kids get older. I'm, I will call her and go, did I do that? Oh, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> yep. 
been there, done and to this day, my, I will. I'll call her up and go, did I have this kind of attitude? Well, no, but you did. And I'll be like, oh, God, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Please. Well, you know what I used to tell the children? I used to tell the children, when you grow up, I hope you have children that are just like you because you will pay for your raising. And trust me, Miranda, the curse works. So put that curse on your boys. It I works. told my oldest that, and he looks at me and says, I'm not having kids. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Remind him of that when he says, Mom, we're having a baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? I didn't think you were going to have kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you, know, did you figure out what caused it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad, Denial. And then you sleep. So yeah, I just, well, my oldest son, my oldest son is 40, was 2018. He was born in, in 1972, so he's 46. His mm-hmm. oldest son is in his 20s. The youngest son is teens, he's a teenager. Back during mm-hmm. early summer, I get this phone call, and my son says, Mom. And when he says, Mom, I went, what do you want, son? Nothing. Mm-hmm. I just thought I'd tell you, we're having a baby. I said, excuse me? He said, we're having a baby. I said, son, you're 46 years old. Did you not know what caused it? <laughs> They always want a little girl. I said, on the flip side of this, maybe this is your little girl. Well, sure enough, mm-hmm. you're having a little girl. Oh. I said, I said, son, welcome to your Waterloo. <laughs> he got spanked, Mom. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Just wait. Yeah, it's going to be, oh, it's going to be so much. I'm going to have so much fun. But that being said. I was going to say, you're going to have a ton of fun. Oh, yeah, but see, they live in Texas, so i got to do it long distance. <laughs> oh. So tell it, me it what matter. you – now, tell me what you have been doing. It's been so long since we talked. Yeah, it has been a, a really long time. I have been busy as all get out. Um, I've done some signings. I've done some writing. Um, and I'm actually currently taking – a couple of writing courses to better my stories going further. Um, teaching my 15-year-old to drive um, and just kind of trying to live the best that I can and get the most <laughs> out of life while we're here. That's true. Some days that, that means is... a three-hour nap. but <laughs> Well, that's okay. You've earned it. Trust me. Especially after you've had the boy out driving you or, or been in a classroom full of 13-year-olds who think they know it all. Yeah. yeah. I tell you, I'm proud of myself. I have not freaked out in the car with my son at all. Um, I have a tendency to go, go to your left. Go to your left a little. Go to your left. We're going to hit a mailbox. <laughs> go to your left. <laughs> Can you go to your left? Not your, not your right. Your other left. The other left. Yes, yeah, your other left. Yeah, that one. Okay, keep it between the lines. Good. 
What I want to know is, are you hepped up on coffee, chocolate, and or wine before you get in the car with him? Um, the wine happens when I get home. Good reward. Because, you know, I have to be conscious and sober and uh, aware of what's going on. Usually a bit of coffee happens before we go. Yeah, just a few sips to kind of chill. And now, honestly, I'm I'm Josh, and he really is a fairly good driver for having only been behind the wheel of a minivan for six or seven times. So, oh my, um, baptism I, I, by fire. I have to give. Yeah, I yeah. Oh yeah, I'm like, well, you're gonna learn to drive this. You can drive just about anything else. That's um, true. But his daddy's car is a stick shift, so I figured we'll teach him the automatic first. Oh, but he needs to learn I do how want to him to learn to drive shift. a stick shift. I am yeah. a proponent. I taught all but one of them. I have three kids, and I taught all but one of my kids how to drive a stick shift. And the one that didn't learn how to drive a stick shift, she can't walk and chew gum at the same time. So it was an exercise <laughs> <of> utility. <laughs> yeah. Well, he knows he doesn't want to, but he knows that before I let him go for his driver's license, he has to successfully drive around the neighborhood in dad's stick shift. Well, explain it to him this way, that once he learns, it, it's, it sounds scary, but it really isn't, because what one does is one lets the car talk to them, and the car will mm-hmm. tell them, because I drove, I've driven a stick shift all my life. And I, I hate automatics, yeah. and now I'm driving one because of my husband. But I gave up my stick shift, and I cry every time I think about it. But if you let the car talk to you, it will tell you what to do. And if you get stuck yeah. somewhere and take your foot off the clutch, the car goes dead. So if you have to slam yeah. on brakes and don't push the clutch in, the car's going to go dead, and you're not going to hit anybody. Exactly. Yeah, my first car was a stick shift. Oh, I love and them. I learned to drive a stick shift before an automatic. My dad took me out on the back roads in the car, and he made me start and stop and start and stop and start and stop until I was fluid. And then I got to go up to second gear and then back down and up to second. I can't tell you how many days we went out, but it, I can fluidly drive any stick shift that I get into at yep. this point. And, and it's, it's not a bad thing because someday he may want to drive a semi. And if he right. wants to drive a semi, he's got to be able to change those gears. Yep, and he knows that because both of my mom and dad drive big trucks. They're semi-drivers. And so when they go up to visit every summer, they always take a day and they ride one of them. will go on a Friday and one goes on a Saturday. They'll ride with my dad. So they see, you know, uh-huh. how all that is. And it, it, it's, and it's, I love my stick. There's nothing like a stick shift vehicle. And they don't make them much anymore, and I think it's wrong because. Yeah, I agree. The automatics are laziness. It's good exercise. It keeps you aware. Ain't nothing like sitting on a hill. <laughs> oh, I hate hills. I hate hills. <laughs> I don't mind them so much anymore now that I know how to work that 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 uh, clutch. I mean, the clutch will grab if you if you pay attention. I used to put that clutch just right right there at that little sweet spot, and I didn't even use the brake. And here we went, yeah. Yeah. So you've got yeah. a lot to learn. So yes. tell me something, my dear. I was I was doing my deep dive on you, and your shifter books are interesting because when one reads them. 
I learned some life lessons that I don't think people think about. And and one of the life lessons that I saw is your shifters on Black Mountain have to learn to live in harmony, even though they're all different types of shifters. And some yes. of them are natural enemies. Yes. There is a what? there is an underlying point to that. Um, well, one, it's it's just a spin on the the lore because you can only have so many werewolf books yeah. that are different, or so many. Uh, Christine Feehan is probably the first author that I read that had tiger shifters and panther shifters, and you know, so I'm like, you know what? We all have to live with different uh, races and nationalities, and you know, in harmony. So my shifters need to do the same thing. And they do it very well. But you have to admit there was a learning curve there. There was, absolutely. Um, in the the story that will actually be coming out at the end of the month, Jerome, it's just a short novella uh, giving you a little background of the alpha of the Black Mountain Pack. You'll find that he, uh, who is a wolf, he's the only wolf I have in the story, and a fox become best friends out of a massacre basically they're they're the two that that live and have to sit and watch their dens and their families be massacred and it kind of bonds them together would it be fair to say that one of the lessons that one needs to take from your books is that out of adversity one or two things happen. We either bond and learn how to kill each other off in somebody's list. Yeah, absolutely. You have to make that choice. We all have to make that choice. I prefer living in harmony myself, but then there are those who think that that's not necessary. It It's not only necessary for survival, but it's necessary in order to keep the race of mankind procreating. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that if you just be kind to people, if you would just be kind to people, things would go a lot farther and a lot more smoothly. It doesn't take much to look at your fellow neighbor who is having a hard time getting a lawnmower started and go, hey, you know what? i got to push more. Let me get this done for you. Kindness. And and kindness begets kindness. Yes. And if we can, some of us aren't even kind to our family. If we can be kind to our family, then we take it a step further and are kind to those around us because it comes back on us, and it doesn't just come back once or twice. It comes back in waves. It does. It does. But it's not what? instant, and that's what no. that's what I want people to, you know, it's not instant. You being kind to somebody today doesn't mean you're going to get waves of kindness tonight. It's a slow process. It's like 
a hurricane that takes time to build up, you know, before it lands. And then when it lands, what does it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. The mess. Yes. Um, yes. Let's let's take a quick break. Let me let me pay a couple of bills here for a minute, and then we're back, and we're going to talk about some things that I found out in my deep dive of you, which I always love okay. to do because it's so much fun. Ladies and gentlemen, this is off the chain with the lovely, lovely, lovely Miranda Lynn. I cannot wait to meet this woman in person because she is just absolutely one of the most fantastic creatures I've ever had the pleasure of interviewing, and she's been such a trooper. This is off the chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, and we will return with Miranda Lynn very shortly. Horses see ghosts. A new poetry book by Gannot Wise. It's been called Poetry for the Rest of Us. Amazon. Do you have cougars on your porch swing? Are horses your new best friend? Do your nicest shoes get buried knee-deep in snow as your toes turn blue? Are you bothered by wolves at your woodpile? No, not that kind of wolf. Join wildlife artist and author Nancy Quinn and her family as they discover an exciting new life in Go West, Young Woman, a true Montana adventure. Available online and in bookstores. Or visit quinnwildlifeart.com for a personalized signed copy. Critics agree, it's a hoot. A struggling city. Its beloved baseball team an antique camera, and photos from that camera that bear an image from the pit of hell, an entity only a select few can see. Journalism professor Buddy Cullen is determined to track this demon down. But who is the hunter and who is the prey? And who will be the next target of mankind's mortal foe? Mortal Foe, available at Amazon.com. The year, 1888. The place, London's East End. Dead and mutilated bodies are popping up all over, from Stamford to Whitechapel. Jack the Ripper is leaving his mark, and the city's on edge. Yvonne Mason is back with a tale of murder and millinery. The Rhodes Hat Factory is booming while the body count rises. Why now? How are these hats connected? Has the Hatter gone mad? Mad Hatter, Yvonne Mason. Available now on Amazon.com. And we're back. This is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my guest, the lovely, lovely author, Miranda Lynn. And before the break, we were just really getting started into some really fun stuff to talk about, because y'all know I always do a deep dive. One thing I found, Miranda is that you have a cat that plans your demise? I used to. She's no longer with us. Um, why do, but yes, why, she do, would, why do you think she plans your demise? <laughs> because she would always sit on the back of my chair and look over my shoulder with one paw sitting on my shoulder. I mean, it was the, <laughs> she, she chose when she wanted to be sweet which was rare. Um, 
And if she was mad, she would pee on my things. Uh-oh. Or on the kids' things, on their jackets, on my shoes, you know. So I always felt like she was trying to figure out how to get rid of me. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that Needless to say, we haven't gotten another cat since she left us. <laughs> oh, poor baby. That's all right. She's going to come back reincarnated as something else. <laughs> And you're not going to be able to do without it. And then you're going to see traces of the cat. And then you go, oh, dear. Now, you also wrote something that I think is very, very um, important that we bring up. Because as human beings, this is something that 99% of the population face. And if they say they don't, they're lying to themselves as well as others. And that is getting past the fear of failure. And, and I don't know if you've listened to, to the show where I say the acronym for fear is false evidence that appears real. And that's what the fear oh. of failure is. Yes. It's just false evidence that appears real. I like that. So how, well, you're quite welcome. Feel free to use it. How do you teach your children to get past that fear of failure because I know your son in his driving in the back of his mind he's going I'm going to fail this I'm going to fail this I'm going to fail this and it's self-fulfilling prophecy when we do that yeah um well with with the boys I just my youngest is fearless so he kind of outdoes me sometimes but with my oldest I've always just looked at him and said you don't know until you try and if you don't get it the first time you try again I mean, you have and, and, to get past it. You you have to suck it up and just go for it. If it's something you really want, if it's something you love. And as far as the driving, um, to get over his fear, I took him to a empty parking lot and said, go for it. Mm-hmm. Drive in circles, drive in figure eights, press the gas, press the brake, you know, experience it all. And and what people don't understand, Miranda, is not to even have attempted it is to already have failed. If you attempt it and it Absolutely. doesn't work out, you didn't fail, you succeeded because you at least went. That's the thing that one of the things that my brother who's challenged taught me is he would say, Yvonne, just do it. Because if, if you don't do it, then you don't ever know if you could have done it or not. You sit there and go, well, I should have, would have, could have. Nine times out of ten, you're going to be able to do it. You just got to figure out how. Well, failure is just simply falling forward. Yes, it is. I not guess getting up. somebody said that to me a long time ago. Every time you attempt it and you fail, you get back up and attempt it again. So you're one step closer to your goal. If you don't try at all, you're you didn't you never climb that ladder. You don't even touch the first rung. Uh-uh. You don't even get your feet off the ground. And, and you also you also have to learn to be patient with yourself. Yes. Patience is a virtue that neither myself or my son has. But um, <laughs> I have learned to deal with my impatience as I've gotten older. Um, and I'm trying to help him with that as well. Well, I used to But, yeah, you do. Self- you have to be very patient. I, I, I used to tell the children when they were small, I say, I used to pray for patience. Well, that was the wrong thing to pray for because when I prayed for patience, guess what I got? I got more trials and tribulations. So I quit paying for patience. I just prayed for strength to get to the day. Just give me strength. Forget the patience. I don't need patience. 
want everything right now. And and they haven't learned that things take time. There's all kinds of moving parts, even within their own lives. And things do come to those who wait and who move forward, whether they fall on their face or not. Right. Yeah, it's each generation, you can see that instant gratification is high on their priority list. And working towards a goal or working for a reward is less and less. And with that being said, as a writer, when you sat down to put pen to paper and you decided that you were going to write your very first book, and ladies and gentlemen, being an author is hard enough. Being an indie author is a test in perseverance. As you were writing this book, and you and I know you were pulling your hair out, you were fighting with your characters and the plot line and, and all this, and you finally finished it. Let's say it took six mm-hmm. months to a year. You finally finished it. The patience that you exhibited in writing that book and allowing the characters to tell the story at the end of it, when you type the end after all the edits, what did that make you feel like? Um, one, it was like a weight was lifted off my shoulder. I, I did it. Whether it was something anybody else was going to like, I did it. I wrote it. Those are my words. Those are my characters. That's all that mattered at that point. I didn't think about anything else beyond there it is, and it's mine. And did it fill you with a sense of overflowing fulfillment and um, satisfaction? That's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. Satisfaction, yes. From now on, that book will be there for perpetuity. Yes. Absolutely. And it was something that I felt proud of myself for because my kids saw me start. They saw me frustrated, you know, trying to get writing done and frustration in revisions and finding an editor. But then when it was done and I had that, the end and I could print it out and go, I did it. This is mine. I finished it. You know, from beginning to end, they saw it wasn't something that was easy and quick to do. But they also saw how happy I was and how good it felt when I did print that out and go, it's there. That's mine. I'm across the finish line, yes, it's got my name on it. Exactly. You see that? That's my name. <laughs> I, I wrote this. I know that feeling. And it's in it's and it's in every every new book is like running a new race. It's crossing that finish yes. line. It's brand new all over again. It is. And and I will admit each book I write is honestly harder than the last because I'm striving to be better than I was. Um so I, I fight more with my characters at times because this is the way I want them to go, and they they push against <laughs> me. But in the end, it makes for a better story. 
Mm-hmm. So I get frustrated and I get pissed and I walk away from the computer and I'll go Netflix a show or whatever and then I'll come back and go, okay, I've got the next chapter to get through. Um, and then I, I, I get to the end and I go and I reread it and I'm like, okay, this is better than the last one. And that's, and that's you, my goal for every book is to be better than the last. Do you find when you walk away that in the back of your head they're whispering, say this, yes. make this conversation? And it's yeah. a different perspective than when you're sitting there fighting with them because you're both trying for dominance. And it's really their story. You're just a facilitator. But they have a, a – yeah. They have time. They have time out, and you have time out, and you can come back together. Absolutely, and go, we'll compromise here, folks. It's not so bad. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. You, you say something on your website that I just absolutely adore because when I read it, this was my vision. May West, who was the sexiest woman alive, bar none. Yes. And in in a typical Mae West fashion, the thing that's on her website, ladies and gentlemen, goes, magic, darling, and let's leave it at that, end quote. (laughs) I can see Mae West saying that. (laughs) Where did you get that? I love it. Well, it's a quote from one of my books. It's, it's actually, it's it's out of Sterling. I think, honestly, I think I use a version of that in all three of my paranormal books. Um, but that's the main one. It is absolutely amazing. I can just see Mae West standing on the staircase in her big hat and her white dress with her umbrella looking down at somebody at the bottom of the staircase making this statement in that voice of hers. And when I read when I read it, I had to read it two or three times because she wouldn't shut up. <laughs> so now you've got to yeah, have a main really... list type shifter in your books. Oh, I have a very voluptuous shifter coming in the future. She's on the She's on the board. She hasn't been written yet, but she's on the board. See, I knew it. How did I know this? See, like, this is what we do, ladies and gentlemen. This is how we operate as writers. So what yes, you, absolutely. What made you, where did that statement come from? What scene perforated, perforated, percolated, perpetrated that wonderful statement? Well, uh, to be honest, it's my dragon shifter. The first time he shifts in front of one of the females who's not his mate, and she wants to know how, that's what popped in my head. Magic, darling, let's leave it at that. Yeah. I love it. Actually, it's, it's coming from a male perspective, and I just love the fact that in my head, his voice had that sassiness to it that you wouldn't expect from this big alpha, you know, male. <laughs> and I just, I'm like, yeah, okay. 
You've got to use it. Uh, well, yeah, and and then use some form of it in your other books. Ladies and gentlemen, if y'all haven't read Miranda Lynn, if you're into fantasy, time travel, paranormal romances, you got to read her books because it's, her characters are, are fall down funny. Now, let me ask you about this. Have you done any audio books? I have. Um, the first two in the Destiny trilogy um, are available on audiobook on audible.com. And um, Mac, the first in the Paranormal series, is available. Um, I do have plans to produce the others, um, but that won't be for at least another year. And ladies and gentlemen, if you if you love audiobooks, see, you got to go check them out. Miranda Lynn on audible.com because audiobooks in this day and age with all the technology and all the mobility that we have, audiobooks are, are the are the wave of now. They, it, it, that's all my husband listens to because he can't read anymore because he's going blind. And a lot of the big name authors of the big six don't do audiobooks. Yeah. I don't know why. It's yeah, a my, my husband's the same way. Um, he listens to audiobooks. If he picks up a book to read it, he'll fall asleep in like three pages. But he discovered audiobooks uh, four or five years ago from the library. He'd get the CDs uh-huh. and then would listen on his way to work, on his lunch break, and on the way home. And there were many nights he'd sit in the driveway finishing a chapter before he would come in the house. Um, <laughs> just and it's just, he down. listens to them when he... He listens to him when he mows the yard, you know, working in the garage, you know, wherever he can put earbuds in, he'll be listening to a book. And and it's it's a audiobooks are a wonderful thing. When when my husband and I traveled a lot, we we would get audiobooks from the library as well. And I get so involved mm-hmm. in the audiobook, if I was driving, I'd forget I was even driving and I'd catch myself going, Did you just where are you? I wouldn't even know where I was. I just <laughs> Autopilot, we're going down the road. I'll be honest, audiobooks are really hard for me um, to listen to because when I read a book, it becomes a movie in my head and I create my characters and their voices and and all of that. Um, So having somebody else read it to me sometimes kind of ruins that picture for me. Um, Mm -hmm. There have been a couple of audiobooks that I've listened to. One has been so long I can't remember the name or the narrator, but she was funny as hell and cracked me up the whole time. Uh, The other one is a young adult series that my husband listened to that was actually narrated, and I'm going blank right now. He's an actor who had been in some of the movies my kids had watched, some of the Spy Kids movies, Alan Cummings. Um, I could listen to him read just about anything. He's amazing. Oh, uh, it was the Leviathan series. It's a young adult series. Can't think of the author's name, sorry, but um, he just did an amazing job with that book. I was like, okay, well, I could listen to him. Um, and there's a few other actors that have done the audio version of certain books that I I have like on a list. I wouldn't mind checking that out to see if I could listen to them as well. And and like I said, with with us, when you're when you're substitute teaching and the kids get ready, just pop your earbuds in and listen to an audio book for five minutes. Yeah, well, I actually I do take books with me because ninety five percent of my classes are fabulous. They do the work they're supposed to. They sit there and you know, so I can read a chapter or so, 
in between checking on them and walking around the room or whatever, and, of course, during lunch. So I always take a book with me or a notebook. I'll write as well. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, but, yeah, it's – and they always enjoy seeing – they know I'm an author. They know I'm a writer. So they're like, what are you reading now? <laughs> and it's like, well, it's not something you can read. But, um, by the way, I did just, you know – read this that would be appropriate for you or um, you teach them a love for reading mm-hmm. which is good which is I excellent. always have a book yeah now <coughs> when I was on your website or maybe it was an interview I, I read that you did you were talking about doing book trailers have you been able to do any book trailers um no Simply because for my vision to come out is a budget bracket that I haven't reached yet. Um, You you know, know, you can make your own. You can make your own. I suck at it. (laughs) I will be completely (laughs) honest. I do not have the patience to sit here and learn how to pull all that together. I, I will be completely honest. It's the same thing. Like, I could make my own teasers if I sat down and learned how to use Photoshop and all of that. But you know what? I just – I'll pay somebody to do it. Thank you. <laughs> I will be completely <laughs> honest. I know I could book, do it, but that's money well spent trailers, for me. It's, it's, with book trailers, if you have the, the 2016 windows, they have a movie mm-hmm. editor in there. You just pop stuff up there and play with it and throw the music in, and you're done. Oh, my kid probably knows how to do that. My 15-year-old. That, hey, that would be I should make him do it. Him. Yeah. I should make him do it. Give him a couple bucks and say, make me a book trailer. Yeah. Oh, that'll be interesting. No, no, trust me. He will love it. Once he gets to the hang of it and he can, and say, and look, son, put yourself as the producer of this video. Uh-huh. Produced we'll by. I'll, I'll suggest it and see what he says. It'll work, trust me. It will work. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with the amazing author, Miranda Lynn. Now, tell the folks the name of all these lovely books, because you've got a novella coming out at the end of this month, and I want you to tell the folks the names of the books that are already out, and then the name of the novella, because the novella is a prequel to all these other books, Correct. Yes, it is a prequel for the Black Mountain Pack. So um, that series, the Paranormal series, my shifters, um, can actually be read in any order. So we have Mac. He's the first one I wrote. He's my panther. Rook is my tiger. And he's, uh, if you haven't read any of them, that's the one I would suggest getting first. And then Sterling is my silver fox. Um, Jerome is the novella that's coming out at the end of the month and is the sort of prequel history on how the Black Mountain Pack became. It also introduces you to a couple of other characters that pop in and out in the series and will eventually have their own book down the road. Um, The Destiny series, it's my fantasy. Think Outlander without all the history and a little added fantasy fey realm my best way to explain that the trilogy uh the first one is destiny finds her and the second one is blair's destiny and those do have to be read in order 
What made you go with Highlanders? Because that was kind of an obsession at that time. Um, I loved, I had read the Outlander series. I loved any type of Scottish historical romance. I also loved fantasy, fae, um, paranormal. And, and so an author at that time who was an indie author told me, write the book you want to read. Well, I wanted to mash all of it together into one, so that's what I did. <laughs> and we can do that because we are indie authors, and we don't answer to anybody but ourselves. Pretty much. I, and I tell you, it has probably been the most difficult thing to categorize ever since I wrote it, but I don't care. <laughs> there you go. And and the thing is, it, 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 we can make up a new genre if we want to. And pretty Absolutely. soon... Some of the mainstream authors have been going, oh, I want to write in that genre. Well, guess where it came from? It came yep. from us. Yeah. Oh, I love Absolutely. it. We, we've yeah. been able to, to mishmash genres all over the place, and, and people go, but we don't, and, and mainstream people go, we don't know where to put you. Well, you can't put us in a box. Yeah. I threw that box away a long time ago. I don't think I ever had one. If I did, it got wet and mushed up and sort of disappeared. Oh, I had one. I had one. I was a huge people pleaser. It needed to stay within the box for a very long time in my life. And it's just it's when probably the last 10 years, I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I've outgrown the box and thrown it away. And Well, and, and aren't you happier for it? Yes. Because you're true yeah. to yourself. Because you're not, a, you're like me, you're Absolutely. not a Because what happens is we, we give so much of ourselves away to other people, we forget who we are. And we lose our entire self. Yeah. Then then we're yeah. miserable because we are doling out bits and pieces of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And you're yeah. not going to believe this. Our time is almost up. I was going to say we're almost out of time. Yeah. <laughs> of course you're coming back, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, they, I wouldn't they miss your show. <laughs> See, ladies and gentlemen, once I get them yeah. in, once I get them hooked, they, it's like their addiction of choice. <laughs> I love it. Yes. So tell the folks, my darling, where you can be found, where your books can be found, so that they can come okay. hook up with you and find out what's going on. Um, you can find me online at MirandaLynn.com. That's probably the easiest one to do. Um, I do have a tab on there that has all of my social media, um, Facebook, Instagram. I do have a newsletter sign up on my website. All my books are available on Amazon. Um, the Destiny series uh, will be going wide by the end of the year. And the Paranormal Black Mountain Pack is also available in KU. Kindle Unlimited. So if you're one of those, go grab it there. I take page reads as easily as I take book sales. Um, Absolutely. And make sure to like my uh, just Amazon Miranda Lynn. It'll bring up my Amazon page. Make sure to follow me so that you're notified when I have new releases coming out. And she's also on Facebook, ladies and gentlemen, and she puts some some pretty funny stuff on Facebook too. And and <laughs> check out her new book. It'll be out the end of this month so go and and follow her so are you going to have pre-order sales on this novella on this one i won't um simply because it had been in a box set before 
um, but has never been published on its own. So it's got, I've beefed up a couple of chapters, so it does have some new content in there as well. Um, so it's new on my page, on my website, um, but there won't be any pre-orders for it on this on this round. So ladies and gentlemen, you're going to have to get on our website, you're going to have to get on our Facebook page so you know when it goes live. It is supposed to go live the end of this month, which is coming up pretty, pretty fast. My darling, yes. thank you so, so much for being patient with me and, and spending an hour with me away from your family and let your family know how much I appreciate that. Oh, I will. And thank you so much for having me. It's always such a pleasure talking to you. Well, we have so much fun. The hour just flies by. Don't hang up now when the show goes offline. Okay. Just hang on for a second. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my guest, author Miranda Lynn. Check all of her books out on Amazon. You will not be sorry. Um, I just got a text from my guest that I was supposed to have tomorrow night on the show, Christopher Plain. He is not going to be able to be on the show, so I am either going to reschedule. Well, I know I'm going to reschedule him, but I'm, I may take tomorrow night off and then come back on Thursday night. Friday night I am also off because my guest had to cancel, but that's okay. Um, things always have a way of working out. But there are some things that I say at the end of the show, and one of those things is this. People will forget your name, they will forget what you look like, they'll forget what you're wearing, but they will never, ever, ever forget how you've made them feel. And I hope and pray that every one of you, listener and guest alike, understand you are the most important person in the room. Yes, all 200,000 of you, you are the most important person in the room. You all are very special to me, and I appreciate and I'm grateful. I'm grateful. You don't know how grateful I am that you have continued to help me make the show successful. Like I said, it's not my show, it is your show. That my guests like Miranda love coming back on the show because we never know what we're going to do here on Off the Chain. What we're even going to talk about, who knows? And I might both get naked and compare body scars. Who knows? Anything's possible. <laughs> but understand this, if you want to achieve greatness, don't ask permission. Just Just go out and do it because... It's so much fun, especially when people tell you, no, teach your children how to be great. And that's how to be great within themselves, how to understand they are great, they are our future, and we need them all. They all have something to offer, that they are important to us on many, many levels. With that being said, I want to wish you all a good evening. I thank you all for being here. I thank Miranda for taking an hour away from her family time to spend with me and with you. I'm so grateful that she's been a trooper in all this. We will return, if not tomorrow night, then Thursday night for sure, here at Off the Chain. And like I said, that's why we call it Off the Chain, because we never, never know what the conversation is going to be about. Because it's not a scripted show, it's a fun show, and it can be about anything. So until the next time we meet, either tomorrow night or Thursday night, I want to wish you all a good evening, and we will see you then. Good night. All right, we're off the air, but this will show up in the archive part of the show because it's still recording. But you know that when we get off from here and it goes into archives, I'm going to put the link up on the page and tag you in it and you can put it on your Facebook page and on your website, wherever you want to put it. And then tomorrow, Perfect. of course, I'll put 
I'll put it on all the podcasts and I'll tag you in those okay. as well. And you're going to be heard around the okay. world now. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Exciting. That's <laughs> around awesome. the world. Yes. So around next, the world. Next time I talk, I want, I want you to say, Vaughn, guess what? I'm a number one bestseller in Zimbabwe or New Zealand. Or yes, that would be awesome. Yeah, because we're yeah. heard in all those countries. I'm we're heard. We're heard in Zimbabwe and New Zealand and Iran, Iran and Iraq and Israel and Jordan and China and Wales and Scotland and Ireland and yeah. England, Brazil, yeah. Spain. We're heard all over the world. That's awesome. I love so, it. Yes, yeah, I see you being a number one somewhere. <laughs> I'm working Scotland. on it. Yeah, I'll get right. there. All right, my darling. So I will send it. You okay. tell me when you want to come back after the first of the year. If you want to come back in February, I'll bring you back in February. If you want to come back in January, I think I got some dates open. And, um, um, I was actually thinking April. April works. Okay. Yeah, because I'll have two releases out by then. Okay. We'll put you down for April. So. Seems like a plan. Okay. Thank you, my sweet one. I, I would love to see you in person. I'll just hug you and squeeze you and hug you and squeeze you. It will happen at some point. I promise. I, I believe that. Go and spend the rest <laughs> of the evening with your family, and thank you for being such a trooper. You are great. Anytime. Have a good night, thank, y'all. All right, darling. Good Bye. night.